Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a scene in D-I-V-O-R-C-E, and I didn't think we'd use this take, where I'm singing it and like my voice cracks a bit and there's a tear. And I didn't mean for that to happen, but it kind of like seeped out, you know, it's not like the perfect take of that song because my voice kind of closed for a second while I was feeling it. And that to me was something I'd never really explored before this idea of where pain lives in your body. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Awardist, where we're chatting with the actors, creators, and more who are contenders this year and breaking down the state of the 2023 Emmys race. I'm Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor Jared Hall, and joining me this week, it's a very special one because she's not, what, 2,300 miles away? She is uh, two feet away from me in the same room, EW critic Kristen Baldwin. Hi, Hi, how are you? It's good to see you face to face. Yeah. In the flesh. What a treat for for both of us, really. Um, Well, I'm excited you're here and uh, so excited you had time to uh, join me. Um, All all we'll tease is that Kristen is in L.A. on assignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of those like official reporter terms. I I literally had to go to Staples and buy a reporter's notebook because I oh. didn't have any uh, empty ones. And so, yeah, I was, I was on the scene. I was on, boots on the ground. On the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a crime. No crimes. Once, once uh, it airs is all I will say. Um, yeah. So, so that story coming to uh, all of you lovely EW fans and readers and listeners um, very soon is, is all we'll say. But that aside, we are, of course, here to talk awards and cue the breaking news music. Well, it was actually breaking news on Thursday, but hey, we have a new date for the 75th Emmy Awards. Uh, Fox and the Television Academy have moved them to January 15th, 2024. The creative arts ceremonies will take place over two nights, the weekend before January 6th and 7th. And hopefully, surely... The strikes will be resolved by then, and we can move forward with that ceremony. And one of the folks who could very well win is today's guest. By the way, I'll go ahead and get this out of the way now. My interview with her was recorded before the start of the SAG after strike. She is an Oscar and SAG Award winner. She is a Tony nominee. It is the lovely, gosh, I love her so much, Jessica Chastain. Um, She won that Oscar I mentioned for playing Tammy Faye Baker, and now she could win an Emmy for her portrayal of country music legend Tammy Wynette in uh, the Showtime limited series George and Tammy, uh, which is, um, you know, it's about Wynette's tumultuous relationship Mm -hmm. uh, with her uh, husband, George Jones, played by Michael Shannon. He is also a nominee, a first-time nominee. How is that even possible? It's wild. He's an incredible actor. uh, uh, voters never saw nine perfect strangers, which, by yeah. the way, you know, one look, of the best parts of that series. He was so good in that series, yeah. which, yeah. you know, that show was a little wonky, but I yeah. enjoyed it. But anyway, he yeah. was great. Give him more Emmys. I uh, could not agree more. Um, here's the interesting thing, Kristen. Biopics, 
I often feel like they can go one way or the other. Mm. Like they're either just lame, silly. Why did they make that? Or they're like total awards bait. Um, it's worth mentioning that George and Tammy, the series, did not get nominated for Outstanding Limited Series. So the performances are great. Voters thought like, oh, maybe the series not so much. Where did you land on on feelings about the show in general? Awards bait. Yeah. Like 100%. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, it isn't to take away from the performances. Yeah. And, you know, clearly everyone worked hard on this. But I did not feel uh, that there was anything... As you know, we've talked about this before, whether it's true crime or true life adaptations or anything, I feel like you need to bring something new or Mm -hmm. unexpected to the story and a new perspective or something that we haven't uh, experienced before. And I just felt like this was one and this is kind of on Showtime because I feel like Showtime does this is one where it was beautiful and and looked great and it was prestige in all the ways that it could be except for you know, finding a real uh, reason for it to exist mm-hmm. other than awards. And you know what? Jessica Chastain was great and she should have She's been nominated. So yeah. And same, you know, same with Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. They did great work. I just don't think the writing was there. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is one that uh, this came to Jessica Chastain, which she talks about, uh, I believe, a little bit in our interview 10 years ago. Um, uh, yeah. And, and it was a movie and there were, you know, some things she's like, Oh, I'm not really a fan. And then she and her, you know, production company came on board and they, they gave it some new direction, obviously not a movie anymore, but, um, uh, and, and months ago before the series ever came out, uh, when I was talking to her about it, she said at one point there was a version of the script that really kind of minimized Tammy's story and her, mm. her presence and, nope. and yeah, not now. Like, why would you? No, exactly. Tammy's, I think the most compelling part of this, uh, you know, from her perspective, um, so I, I'm glad that Chastain uh, and her producing partner got on board and were like, hold the hold right. the phone a if second. If you're going to tell this story, yep, like yep. you got to tell the Tammy Wynette story. Yeah, so uh, she's great. She's, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen her anything in anything where she's not great. Uh, I don't think she's just a good actor. She is great in everything. Um, yeah, uh, so, I'll take that to my grave. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it took me a second. I had to stop for a second. I was like, wait, is there anything? But no, nope. she's great in everything. Everything. Um, just a wonderfully talented actress and, and, a, and a good person. I, our conversation, I, I enjoyed so much. Uh, she got emotional a couple of times, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking about uh, Tammy and, and uh, everything that she endured physically and mentally, many surgeries, uh, you know, uh, electroshock therapy um, for for leaving her husband, uh, yeah. and she was pregnant at the time. Uh, so the the woman endured a lot, uh, and she died young. Yeah, um, and it's a real shame because she was a, a just a such a talented woman. Um, but let's let's get into the nitty gritty of Miss Chastain's category. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about limited series uh, lead actor and actress today, and we'll also talk about drama series lead actor and actress. But uh, for limited series, limited or anthology series or TV movie Mm -hmm. is the technical (laughs) title, Um, lead actress in addition to Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, we have Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman is in Trouble, Dominic Fishback for Swarm, I was so excited she got nominated, Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six, Catherine Hahn in Tiny Beautiful Things, uh, which I wasn't sure that one was going to happen, and Ali Wong for Beef. Uh, Who do you think this one comes down to? I, I really do think it's between Jessica Chastain, who voters of all kind love for reasons mm-hmm. that we just discussed. She's good in everything, and you'll take that to your grave. Yep. Um, and Ali Wong. 
you know, because yeah. again, beef was uh, something that, you know, it was a big hit. It was also just very unique and uh, it was really driven by Ali Wong's performance and Steven Yoon. And I just think it's going to be a close race between them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I give the edge to Jessica Chastain. Here is a crazy theory. Mm-hmm. Looking at Riley Keough's name in here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nobody can do promotion right now. Right. Riley's name has been in the press quite a bit. For things unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. She's. Her family's estate. Her family's yeah. estate. Mm-hmm. Does that throw a wrench into things? Right. And I'm, you know, you, you may be asking yourself, Kristen, are you saying that the voters are so sort of insipid that like they just see a shiny object and they see the name and they're like, I'll, you know, mm-hmm. I'll. I'll click that name on my ballot. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like right now it's such an, a unique voting period yeah. in that people are just not out there. And so does that help her chances? I don't know. No, it's a really interesting theory. Uh, and and it's, a, it's, it's tough to talk about in those regards because you don't want to say that like people are voting for the wrong reasons. Right, um, right. And, and of course, she's she's so good. Yeah. And the like the last uh, two or three episodes of that series, she's really... Um, her character goes through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's so good. Um, and, and I'm glad she's getting all of yeah. the attention she's getting because uh, she's done so many. She's had so many small roles yeah. and a lot of things through the years that to really get the spotlight in this way with this series. Uh, I'm so happy for. Um, and yeah, on top of all that, she's she's had to deal with a lot, a lot. Uh, in, in the last really the last couple of years, starting with her brother's passing. Yeah. Then her mom. Uh, this past year. Um, so it, it's, it's been a lot. Um, and she's, um, seemingly publicly been, uh, you know, handling things with yeah. a, a really a beautiful amount of, of grace, no pun intended. Um, uh, and doing what she needs to do, saying, right. saying all the, not the the right things, not that there's a wrong thing she's to say, handling, but handling it, it very well. diplomatically, yeah. gracefully, like you said. And yeah. so I just, you know, just saying that the reason people do press during mm-hmm. this time is, yeah. you know, not only to talk about projects they're proud of, but also to keep their names top of mind when yep. voters are voting. Mm-hmm. And her name, you know, uh, is top of mind uh, for other reasons, but yeah. it might it might uh, remind people that this was a well-received yeah. uh, limited mm-hmm. series, yeah. you know, because otherwise... Uh, it's it's very difficult for people to keep their uh, yeah. their high their profiles high. Yeah, indeed. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm with you that I think it's between Chastain and Wong. I don't I don't even know. Right? I mean, if the awards were tomorrow, maybe it would force me into an answer. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. Um, because I think Beef is going to win limited yes. series. And so that's why I think that yep. they give this to Chastain. Yeah, that's that's where I'm leaning to. Yeah. But I will not be mad at all if either Riley or Dominic Fishback win. I I was you read my mind because I would love a just a surprise, mm-hmm. you know, surprise in that, you know, it's a a very odd genre thing, her, you know, swarm and she was great, but I would love to see her come out of nowhere and take this because, Mm -hmm. you know, that was, 
a perf- you know, a real career making. Oh my gosh. She's so good. She's yeah. so good. Uh, okay. Let's talk about lead actor in a limited or anthology series or television movie, uh, where the nominees are Taryn Egerton for Blackbird, Kumail Nanjiani for Welcome to Chippendales, Evan Peters for Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to say the whole thing because it's so, it's so ridiculous. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, Michael Shannon for George and Tammy, and Stephen Yoon for Beef. Um, I think this is also between two people, but I'll let you let you take it. You know, it's interesting. Initially, I was thinking, you know, it's going to go to Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you play a serial killer yep. or you play a, a, a public figure uh, who's a hero. You know, those are yeah. things that often. But, you know, then there were some headlines that came out. Nothing, you know, to do with uh, Mr. Peters performance. Right. Just about like reminding people mm-hmm. you know i believe it was a lawyer for uh one of the families of the victims saying mm-hmm. you know just once again fyi this uh series uh re-traumatized yeah. these these uh families and these survivors and you know you can believe what you want to believe in terms of did ryan murphy reach out to these families which yeah. he claims he did well after the families right. said he did not Anyway, I wonder if that puts a little uh, mm-hmm. tarnish on on that project. Again, not anything to do with Evan yeah. Peters, who seems like a lovely young man and he's a great yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, but I would say that aside, it's between him and Stephen Yoon. Yeah, those are the two I'm going for as well. As as wonderful as Daniel Radcliffe is I in um, in Weird, he's so good. Yeah. That's who I want to win. Th- me too. Um, because it's such a. Uh, I mean, he's so unexpected in that role, yeah. and he knows it. And he's just leaning he, in. Yeah, he leaned in. He he fully committed. Of course, uh, we know from he's been on Broadway. Yeah. He can do all that and song funny. and dance yeah. stuff, and he's and- funny and a, you know uh, very self aware uh, of celebrity, which I think is interesting to play a celebrity mm-hmm. um but he's great um but yeah i'm with you i think it's between evan and steven um gosh evan's so good but steven uh, it's it's uh work i've never seen from him yeah uh it's really standout material um but again it's that like if if, if beef, beef wins, wins they is it also give, right i i've got to believe i would hope that they're not going to give limited series to Dahmer yeah, just I don't like think so. please yeah. have a tiny modicum like an yeah. eyedropper full of like compassion for mm-hmm. these uh you know families, families yeah. so maybe they recognize Evan here mm-hmm. they give beef the big and Nisi Nash in supporting yeah who's oof. yeah again yeah. she's always great yep um maybe that's what happens yeah yeah. Then again, are we thinking about this 400 times more intensely than the voters are thinking about it? <laughs> like point. And not again, yeah. you know, I know I I'm not an Emmy voter, but I'm a voter in other groups mm-hmm. and I got to be honest, you know, often it comes down to like shit, my ballot is due. Yep. I got to look at the they list. Rush. Oh, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. and you got to look through and you're like uh, and you do uh, at least I do a little mental calculation of like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to spread the love in some way, yeah. so I'll do yeah. this here and that there. But I don't, you know, it's not often the, the you know, sort of thoughtful yeah. and elongated process that maybe you would hope it is. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Evan Peters is a recent winner for Mayor of Easttown. So and the Academy does, him. they do love him. So there could be a little of that. Again, one of those things we don't like to talk about how, you know, 
broadly speaking, don't like to talk about saying like, this is how voters vote. But, yeah. we, you know, but that might also just be a trigger reaction of like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, he's I great. Love I him. loved him in that, yeah. too. And he's yeah. I'm even if they haven't seen it, I'm sure he's great here. Yeah. So they check the box. Uh, but I gosh, I don't again, it's another one. I don't know which one I really go for. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Steven. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'll, I'll change my mind tomorrow. Yeah. It, it'll, I'll go back and forth until the Emmys air in 2020. I mean, I wouldn't be whenever they happen. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at really any of these. I yeah. Mean, honestly, I would prefer the voters not honor the Dahmer project at all. Just more as a like message to Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, I think I wouldn't really be mad at any of these. Yep, I'm with you. All right, jumping into the drama series category, lead actress. Uh, I love her so much. Sharon Horgan, mm. Bad Sisters. I love her so much. Melanie Linsky, Yellow Jackets. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss is always great in The Handmaid's Tale. Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us. Carrie Russell and The Diplomat. And Sarah Snook, Succession. Uh, were you the one who, in our predictions, you, you were like raising your uh, hand for Carrie Russell? For the no. diplomat. Oh, that was not you. The, <laughs> I mean, that was I, Patrick. Perhaps, I, but yeah, but yeah, I, I'm happy she got it. Yeah. I don't know that this was necessarily the project. Like, is this you know a makeup for the fact that they never nominated her for Felicity? Yeah, and never will. No, she never won for the Americans mm-hmm. either, did she? Matthew Reese did. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not mad about that, but I will. Yeah, you know, the so, diplomat, you know, was not my cup of tea, but she's always yeah. great. But here's my. I'm not even going to say it's a hot take because I think it's uh, a take that a lot of people share. I don't think anyone's going to beat Sarah Snook. No, absolutely not. Congrats in advance. Yeah. And you know what? Nor should they. Shiv didn't win the show, but she's going to win the award. Yeah. And good for her. I mean, I just think, uh, you know, they really gave her some good showcase stuff. Oh, my gosh. And even just, I mean... I'm not sure what she submitted and it may already be out there, but like that finale, there's so much mm. great stuff. The certainly the fight with Tom on the balcony. Yep. And that's um, what he submitted for Matthew. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so much he could have submitted for mm-hmm. He's incredible. So I really, I, I feel like you got to give it to her. Everybody else, uh, I believe we'll have another chance. The Handmaid's Tale is never going to end, right? So, um, <laughs> and I assume they'll, well, the show won't end. And I feel yeah. like it's becoming real life anyway. Mm. So, and she, you it's know, a reality show now. is getting another yeah. uh, season. Yellow Jackets, obviously, Last of Us. So, yeah. you know, you got I, I feel like it would be crazy uh, to not reward Ms. Snook. Yeah. Yeah. It's her, her final shot for that. Uh, so I'm with you there. And then jumping into lead actor in a drama series where not one, not two, but three <laughs> of her co-stars are nominated. Uh, Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin and Jeremy Strong. Uh, then we also have Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul and Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us. Um I, this is an interesting category where once upon a time, at some point in uh, 2022, it was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, come on. It's finally Bob Odenkirk's time. And then uh, then The Last of Us aired and it was like, oh, Pedro Pascal is mm. going to get his first Emmy nomination and he should win. And then Succession mm. came along it's the like final season in Succession. Yeah, win. they they should all, of course, not be nominated. But if they could all win, that really would feel fitting. So Brian Cox is the one who I in the history of this show have always felt like it's a real crime that he never won for the show. Then Jeremy strong won uh, for season two, I believe is what Jeremy won for. He 
neither of them won for season three. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the year that uh, Squid Game won uh, lots of awards. So now here we are in the final season where Brian Cox's character dies and he really could be a supporting nominee instead of lead. Yeah. He's yeah. out in season th- or episode three, rather. And then really Jeremy and Kieran step up and it's incredible work from both of them the episode where their dad dies the funeral that so much going on um and the finale the funeral i think is really where it became like oh this is is this going to be kieran's Kieran's award this year is that where you're leaning no and i'll tell you why (laughs) oh i refuse i'm sitting here twiddling my fingers i can't i refuse I, to okay. believe, I know where you're going. That this right. is going to be anyone's award other than Bob Odenkirk. Oh, and okay. I, you know, because Better Call Saul's not going to win Best Drama. Nope. And uh, I've said it before. I've said it again. That man almost died. He did for this while role. filming this season, and has given, you know, top three best uh, dramatic performances of the last five years. Mm-hmm. So. I feel, and I'm not just, you know, magical thinking it, although it is somewhat magical. I think the succession guys split the vote mm. and it goes to him. And look, succession's going to win drama. Yeah. And Hands down. No argument. And it should. And, you know, if I if you're telling me, do I have to choose a succession person? Then I say it goes to Kieran, you know, simply... I mean, is he in there? Can we get him out? Like, I, I can't. I can't that moment. Um, so, it's, oh, it's so painful to think about. Heartbreaking. So, but I prefer to put out into the universe the idea that look, all three succession guys are going to get a lot of votes. You know, but is one really going to get enough? Uh, whereas yeah. everybody loves Bob Odenkirk and Better Call Saul mm. was incredible. I wish, you know, this is one where I really wish, you know, obviously I understand why the actors are striking, but like, I do think a promotional push reminding people yeah. how good this show was and how good he was would be helpful because succession is more, is fresher in yeah. our minds. Yep. Um, but I, I do think it is a possibility and, you know, not a crazy long shot possibility that, you know, the vote is split and then mm-hmm. he, he comes out on top. Well, you've heard Kristen's impassioned plea. <laughs> Voters, come Do on, come pay on. attention. By the way, if we want to go back and watch, uh, it's just the last six episodes yeah. of that final season. If you didn't see, if you have never watched the show, just watch those six episodes. Yeah. It's fine. It's where you see the, the downfall of his character. If you watch Breaking Bad, it's really when you get yeah. into what truly broke him yeah. uh and and turned him uh in, into the character well no because then we then we jump forward we jump past uh breaking bad as well mm-hmm. so you're pre breaking bad and then you're yeah. after as well yeah so uh it gives you a little bit of life before and after that show and it's just my gosh it's so good um and you know to the point of what you're saying about bob about his performance being one of the top three of the last five years so much of his performance is uh uh, like you, you see the the mental and emotional mm-hmm. strife just brewing, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't always come out. It's not always showing in the way that the succession performances are, um, and that's even an even better dramatic. Yeah, there's performance. so much unsaid that is yep. so so clearly communicated. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and Ray is uh, yeah. the, she the needs same to way. Win as well. Let's, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, so that gets through uh, those acting categories. Um, uh, I, I would love to see Bob win, by the way. I mm. think I lean toward Kieran. Yeah. Who will versus who should. That, that's yeah. a whole other yeah. that's a whole other conversation we could go on and for not, you know, many he more. Gave a great minutes. performance and I think he would deserve it. I just it just breaks my heart that after, you know, five, six seasons, yeah. whatever it was for Better Call Saul, that he was never you know, nominated every single time. Yeah. But they he, there was always some flashier yeah. show. Yeah. It's so true. Um, and that often happens. The yeah. flashy performance, it gets all the attention. Yeah. It gets all the the press, the media. Yeah. Um, and then it wins over someone who actually really gave a, a really nuanced, um, beautiful and and delicate and careful uh, yeah. dramatic performance. Um, so, yeah. And he, almost died on set. And almost died on Don't set. Don't forget that when yeah. you're voting. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I was trying to figure out a way to segue out of that, I was, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to make a segue about death. Um, so what I will say is we have a very lively, uh, nice. interview coming up for you folks. So don't go anywhere. Coming up my interview with Jessica Chastain, the awardist will be right back. Welcome back to The Awardist. Uh, I've already said it here. She is just an incredible actress. She's one of my favorites. Uh, I believe the first time I saw her was in The Help, where I was just watching, like, who is this woman? And I can't wait to watch her star just explode. Everyone's so good in that movie. And we talk a bit about The Help and some other uh, performances, some other great work that she has done. But of course, the uh, the bulk of this interview about uh, her work as Tammy Wynette in George and Tammy. So let's get to it. My interview with Jessica Chastain. Obviously, the first thing I got to say is a huge congratulations on your first Emmy nomination. Um, Thank you. Yeah. In this case, for uh, for a series that you have said was uh, a 10 year journey to get made. So with, uh, you know, being able to look back on those 10 years and the experience uh, making the series and it coming out now, what 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 can you identify now as, uh, you know, the silver lining to something (laughs) taking as long as it did to get made? Well, I mean, I know everyone likes to joke about my Tammy's like, oh, Tammy Faye and Tammy Wynette. I mean, although they could, if you put audio of the two, they could not sound more different, even their speaking voices. Mm, yeah. But it's interesting because both of those projects, I, I was attached to play Tammy Wynette first, but both of those projects, I had a, a very, very long time um, to research. I mean, we had so many starts and false starts, I guess, and stops mm. on the Tammy Wynette, like the on George and Tammy, it was going to be a movie. We had a bunch of different directors, different cast, different studios were interested, mm. trying to get budgets to make sense, which is, it would be a very expensive two hour movie because there's so much music. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I think what, what it, the, the amount of time on it really allows you to kind of slip into what you're doing. You learn a new trade in some sense. I mean, I had a decade to get, not that I ever really got comfortable singing in front of people, but <laughs> I got, I had a decade to figure out how is, I took singing lessons at, at school. You know, we all had to, we had to sing in a cabaret at Juilliard, 
but country singing, you know, is <laughs> the Nashville sound is very different. And where does the sound sit in my voice? Um, her songs. I read all of her books. I talked to her family. It gets to a point where you feel like you're sharing the skin with the character you're playing. And I really love that type of immersion when I'm acting. I mean, there's scenes from a marriage. I was, it was like two weeks before we started rehearsal. I jumped on. And sometimes those can be very beneficial when, you, you know, because I had Oscar. So I had like a, a an anchor, but um, the longer amount of time I have, the more research I can do. And I really just throw myself into it. I mean, there's a lot of projects. I don't want to name them that I have been working on. I don't know if they'll ever get made, but it gives me something to do with my time because I'm not a person who has a lot of hobbies. My hobbies become like whatever I'm researching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It's so, but then also to that point, given all the time you have with research and everything, do you think even if this was a project that had like, okay, we're a go 10 years ago, do you feel like you would have actually been comfortable that you could have done it? I it, honestly, if it had happened 10 years ago, we, we would have lip sync. I mean, that's the truth. I don't know that we would have lip synced to the actual George and Tammy, but I mean, I've learned so much during this process. I didn't know. I mean, I knew that you can go in and you do pre-records and they you know, do the pre-records and then you show up and then you lip sync to your pre-record. So on set, you're just moving, moving your mouth. That's like kind of how it's done. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely what we've, I've since learned, they also blend voices. So they'll get like a, it's like, I, and this is the whole, we're talking about AI. Mm -hmm. This has been happening yeah. <laughs> for a long time and no one's been talking about it. And I find it so inauthentic and insane that you would take an actor who's pretending to do something or like doing it. And then fifth, they're doing it 50%. And then another 50% is an, another artist, whether it be a dancer mm -hmm. or a singer or a yodeler or like <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. it is. And they're slipping it, they're blending it. So the audience has no idea. And then everyone says, Oh, the actor did it. And you're a little bit like, I mean, it's a, a computer did it. That's the reality. That's not, that's not a performance. That's some weird artificial me messing with. And when um, Michael Shannon, because he's probably the most authentic person I've ever met in my life, when he <laughs> came on board, he was adamant that not only did we need to sing the songs, but it needed to be live. And 95% of what is in our series is from the singing on the set on the live. Wow. It was crazy i that never would have happened 10 years ago and of course he's a guy who like he's he's in a band he sings so yeah. in those regards when he said that were you like uh, uh okay <laughs> give me just a second or i, I mean i i suppose in, in some regard you must have been grateful that he pushed you and everyone to do that well i am now <laughs> but at <laughs> <Yeah>. the time <laughs> At the time, I mean, I was so happy that he was going to do it. I kind of felt like, you know, when you finally, you're like, oh, good, he's going to do it. And I have a, I love him and I'm going to have a great scene partner and he's going to challenge me. And then that was one of his, it was something he was very passionate about. It comes to a point of like, I couldn't just be like, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, this is what he wants. So I got to put my big girl pants on and figure out, I've been training for now a decade. And I had to figure out how to do it. And we worked with Ron Browning. We had incredible, like Rachel Moore on set. She had all the mics were live. 
We had earwigs, which, you know, kind of look like this, but are smaller that would play the music. So no one could hear the music, but we would sing. So it'd be like this cold vocal in front of hundreds of extras just to get the, make sure they had the vocal. I mean, on the weekends, we'd rehearse with the actual band who was our band because they are, they're Nashville players. They're day players that live in Nashville. So it really became a musical environment. And that was, I was out of my comfort zone, but I really leaned on Mike. Mm. Well, uh, so then there's that one aspect of actually performing the music, but then, uh, you know, it's it's another thing kind of uh, feeling the emotions and the intent of the words of the music and and very specific to um your statement you released after uh, the emmy nominations i i want to um oh, yeah. read a part here you cited the tammy quote uh where uh, tammy why said i believe you have to live the songs um and you then added in the statement that it was a dream to live in her music so of course anyone who's listened to the music or watched the series knows that um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of heartbreak and pain um, in that music, but there's also a lot of uh, like strength in it as well. Um, kind of how she, you know, picked herself uh, up to. So within all of that, what did you get to explore from an emotional aspect that you haven't with many of the other fantastic characters you've played? Pain, emotional and physical. Uh, I and this idea of where does her voice come from? I mean, I thought about when she left her first husband, her mom took her kids away. Mm -hmm. She was pregnant. She was institutionalized and they gave her electric shock therapy while she was pregnant. And this it could like makes me want to cry. Even think about it like this, like. Like what that does in your body. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I This is also how I, I'm one of those weird actors that like when I start to you know connect to a uh, a person i like feel what they're feeling and so i thought about that a lot like well where you're also a mother yourself so i'm sure there's a bit of connection there well i don't i mean i don't really do substitutions when mm. i'm acting like i never like i just think in terms of like you are the person i don't think like you are this my my child or my husband or you know i don't because that's too messy for me i just imagine what it is and this idea that this woman had so much pain inflicted on her emotional pain um physical pain she had three dozen surgeries on her womb also her womanhood this idea of this woman who is mm. celebrated for like being a woman what does it mean to be the perfect woman and all the how many times she cut it up uh I just that I really connected to the idea of like the scream in the voice or the like there's a there's a scene in D-I-V-O-R-C-E and I didn't think we'd use this take where I'm singing it and like my voice cracks a bit and there's a tear and I didn't mean for that to happen, but it kind of like seeped out, you know, it's not like the perfect take of that song because my voice kind of closed for a second while I was feeling it. And that to me was something I'd never really explored before this idea of where pain lives in your body, in your heart, mm. in your womb, in your voice. And how does that come out? Yeah, that's so interesting because emotional pain, you do feel it in such different ways that, um, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, that's also, you, you know, depression, how depression affects people. And you don't, uh, often know that it's happening while it's happening. Yeah. But it, yeah, I agree because it's this idea, like you really don't know what's lying beneath the surface, yeah. but there's a torrent of emotions. And I felt that with 
Tammy Wynette and you hear it in her music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, when I sat down with uh, you and, and Michael Shannon right before uh, the series debuted, you told me, uh, <laughs> you said specifically, I felt very scared about a lot of things on this show, but I never felt scared about showing up on set with Mike. Um, yeah. So as you as you look back on it now, what was, uh, was there a specific scene, a moment, an aspect of the character that um, scared you most? And how, how were you able to confront that and, and get to the other side of it? Well, definitely singing Stand By Your Man in Vegas. Oh, that, yeah. You know, it's such a, from the moment I signed on in 2011, I, that already was like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> you this knew idea that was, of her uh, singing the song. That one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm literally holding up a target to be like, all right, you know, throw the darts <laughs> yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also Georgette Jones, like George Jones, the Tammy Wynette's daughter is there. Like she's a backup singer when we sing golden ring i mean she's there on oh. set with us and she's a oh, professional I didn't singer know that oh wow yeah so to come from this situation where now all of a sudden i am singing and and i have to i have to feel like i belong here and all these sweet faces of these you know background artists are looking up at me and i and they're going to hear my voice singing these words that's the hardest thing i had to you know, the hurdle. And, you know, Mike showed up that day. He wasn't even in that scene. Oh, He showed up on the monitor. Uh, and we always did for each other's music. Mm. The only time he didn't let me, because we'd always just show up, is I didn't realize he, um, for the rehearsal of He Stopped Loving Her Today, mm-hmm. um, he asked for me not to be called to rehearsal. Because <laughs> hmm. he wanted the first time that I was there to, like, there or the first time it's on film Mm -hmm. is that we're looking at each other as he's singing it Uh, so um yeah so we didn't it didn't deflate i guess during rehearsal he didn't want it yeah oh it's very smart move on his part i suppose asking (laughs) he's a smarty pants yeah asking not just the star but by the way the producer to not be there (laughs) well i didn't know he kept it from me oh okay (laughs) yeah they just didn't call me to set i just didn't imagine that we weren't ready or i don't know Oh, all right. Even smarter of him. Um, do yeah. you, uh, what, how long has it been since you finished filming two years, uh, later, do you still catch yourself like singing or humming the music or even, uh, laughing like her? Oh yeah. Sometimes I go, <laughs> like, I just have this. <laughs> it's funny. Cause both, both Tammy's like, one had a laugh that was mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's all in the nose and it's, you know, it's that sweet. I, it's yeah. hard for me to do it. Cause her voice is so much higher than mine. And I worked forever to try to get it up there and you know and that laugh and then with Tammy Monette it had to be like so low and I both times I worked with accent coach uh, Liz Hemelstein and when you're making when you're doing that voice for so long to the point of even sometimes when I'm doing an interview I'll slip into it without meaning to you know this kind of like easy honey lipped voice um, and she kept talking about it, bring it down, bring, bring the sound down. So yeah, uh, every once in a while I'll, I'll do something and it'll remind me of either of the Tammies. Are you able to like, could, could you just put on a, a Tammy and George album and listen to it? Or is there kind of a, like a separation you need to make almost? I don't know. How, how does it affect you now? Now? Oh no. Um, no, actually, it's, it, I don't listen to it as much because I was obsessed. I listened to it all the time. Not only that, I listened to the influences of Tammy Wynette. 
Like who does she listen to when she was growing up? So yes, of course there's Hank Williams, but then there's the Lewin brothers. There's Kitty Wells, you know, lefty. Um, there's all these, these artists that she listened to. So there's, I spent a lot of time in that world, which I grew to I'm, love the world. But now when I hear a song of theirs, it actually makes me emotional because in the way that you said, and even talking about it makes me emotional in the way that you said, she said, you have to live the songs. I felt like I lived it. So every time I make a film, like even Tree of Life, I felt like those boys were, I love those boys. And they would send me Mother's Day cards, <laughs> you know, even after oh. we stopped shooting. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's like a bond and something that happens to me. I really feel like when I'm going through something that I'm experiencing it. I have sometimes, I love Oscar, but our friendship is different now than when we made mm. scenes from a marriage because I experienced it. And um, so sometimes when I hear George and Tammy, it's tough for me because I feel heartbroken, which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, you know, there's like a wistfulness. Sure, sure. I don't think too insane. I mean, I, to me, it makes a lot of sense. And in those regards, uh, do you um, do you find yourself thinking frequently, occasionally, often about characters and and maybe not a, like, I mean, obviously in the case of real characters, you, you maybe wouldn't think this, but even fictional ones, like, I wonder, I wonder where they are. I wonder how they are. Anything like that? You know who I think about all the time? And I just wish I could play her. Celia Foote. Oh, don't get me started on Celia. I know. I just want to do something, you know, <sighs> Celia, Celia and Minnie and like see yes. what happened. Because, you know, they ended up living together and raising <laughs> the baby together. Yeah. And they were like best friends. Like, how amazing would that film be? Um, I just I loved her. And also I got to be a bit silly. I mean, I got to be silly in Tammy Faye, too. But there's a sense of like she was so I just felt so happy playing Celia. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and sat a lot of my characters, I feel like I got to experience a lot. Celia, it was such a deep dive for me. I mean, I really threw on that character and yeah. I didn't really get to mine that much material, mm. you know, because mm. yeah. I was a, a supporting part of that story. So that's a character that I just wish I could revisit. I'd be first in line to buy tickets for that. Let me tell you, I, that I, I and I, I'm not even saying this because I'm just talking to you. Anytime I talk to people about the help, it's always Jessica Chastain is fucking incredible in that movie. Like the, the, even like you said, just supporting, but the, the bit of an arc that you had, the, uh, what, what she experienced and, you know, wanting to hide the, the miscarriages from her husband and, uh, it was just so, so good. Um, how much fried chicken did you eat on that movie? <laughs> well, I, I think Octavia ate a lot. I didn't eat a lot of fried chicken because I'm vegan. So they would make me these like plant-based <sighs> things that were actually not very good. Now they have, I think there's better food fried chicken substitutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if jackfruit wasn't as big of a thing back then. I don't <laughs> exactly. Think. Those chicken nuggets that we have now. Yes. Um, but yeah, but also it's just, I just, I ate a lot of food. I had caramel cake mm, and, oh. uh, oh my gosh, we, the us ladies, it was such an amazing, amazing moment. Cause mm. you look at all of those actresses, it's Viola and Octavia and Emma and Bryce and Allison and Sissy. I mean, it's just like, yeah. the, the group is 
so phenomenal. It was very, and Leslie Truman. It was like really special. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Um, well, while I'm asking you quickly about that one, we, we've talked about Tammy Faye a bit as well. Um, I, I I missed the news that um, Stephen Peters had passed away, who, you know, of course, who Tammy Faye had on um, on her show. You took as your guest to the uh, 2022 Oscar nominees yeah. luncheon. Um, what um, he he said you- it was very funny. He sorry. He, oh, okay. he did this thing where he was talking to a group. He was like, yeah, Jessica brought me as her guest. You know, um, and he's talking about how much he enjoyed it. And he goes, you know, her husband doesn't like all these red carpet things. And he goes, um, so I, I went with her on a date. And he goes, a very safe date. The safest <laughs> date she could ever go on. Uh, yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Did you get to meet him during production of the movie or was that kind of an after? No. Like, oh, yeah, I met him after the movie was made because also, too, we made it right before the pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So we were really I mean, he and I, we we you know, communicated uh, to each other, but we didn't really get to see each other and be in a room together until the premiere mm. of of uh, Tammy Faye in New York. And that was a very special night. And Jay Baker was there mm. and Steve Peters was there. And yeah, that was, that was a very special moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, right before the pandemic started, you tweeted that you, quote, may be revisiting the characters from a most violent year soon. Oh, I did. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Someone, I think someone had tweeted a video of, of Oscar saying how much he loves you. And I think you said like, but the thing is I love him more and we may be revisiting this soon. I think that was the kind yeah. of the context of it. Here's the reality. And we'll see if this ever happens because uh-huh. this is a script that I'm waiting to get written, waiting on. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's supposed to be because, you know, it's a story about capital capitalism using this family and like the American story. Uh, and JC has a really good I mean, when I first met with him, he pitched me this whole uh, idea. And I think it's amazing. So I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to get a script. But I would love to play Anna Morales. I mean, what happens uh, to Anna Morales 10 years later? Come on. I- you know, she's like ruling the roost. Oh, uh absolutely yeah that's you know it's funny the end of that movie i mean she i mean i was asking you about you characters you think about but at the end of that i was like man i i i hope this woman like uh, overcomes you know like i and she is someone i would love to catch up with years later as well as a as an audience member yeah i mean Mm. he's always trying to rein her in do you know what i mean he's always in that whole the first movie he's like we can't do this this is bad you know, you're, I'm not your father. So, you know, she grew up in a really kind of not great. And she's all, she's got the gun in her purse. Like she's, she's ready. She shoots the deer, like no problem. It's like, she's ready to be let out of her cage. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say that like the leash is on and she's right. Like take this off of me. Let me go. Yep. Yeah. Um, you have, uh, is this already filmed? You filmed mother's instinct with Anne Hathaway. Yes, I did. Okay, what can you tell us about that? Because from just a little bit of like the log line and the title, I, it, it seems there's there's like mother bear situation going on here, perhaps. <laughs> so basically it's, listen, Annie and I are very good friends. We love each other. Mm. I love whatever happened to Baby Jane. It's one of my, I know like when it came out, all these people didn't think it, like mm. there was like critics were, you know, confused about it or they didn't, it wasn't unanimously loved. I love whatever happened to baby Jane. I love Betty Davis in it. She is so 
fucking over the top and wild. Um, Joan Crawford, like it's, yeah. it's incredible. And so, you know, I mean, it's not whatever happened to baby Jane, but in the same spirit that I love that, you know, there's a sense of like, I want to do, I wanted to make a movie that was a thriller kind of, and a drama and camp. I mean, I love camp. A lot of people, and I think camp ages well. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes something with a, a touch of camp, reviewers are very quick to be like, that's not good. And then it'll mm -hmm. have a long shelf life. Yep. Yep. Agree. People are quick to say, I don't get it. It's like, well, no, because you're, you're missing, you're missing the point. You're missing the. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's, it's just, it's so I'm hoping there's a lot of my friends who I think this movie will serve very well. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right. Good to know. Um, last thing here, I want to ask you, uh, when you were uh, in recent history on the Today Show, you mentioned being a, a, a Bravo watcher. Do you consider yourself like a full Bravo-holic? Yeah. Meaning, did you watch Vanderpump Rules? I've watched it from the beginning. Uh, so how excited are you that they got nominated for Unstructured Reality Program? <laughs> I mean, I never, I mean, I never even really, that's, great yeah first time this show's say, ever been here's nominated. the thing i don't love i can say the one thing i don't love is i don't like bullying and i know mm. people make mistakes i have trouble watching any of those reality shows when it feels like it's a pack feasting on a person 100 like a pack of wolves mm -hmm. that are gonna feast and even if that person did a terrible thing right there's gotta be like it's just like one terrible thing doesn't mean another terrible thing should happen. And I just feel dirty watching it. I don't want to see someone being emotionally bullied and name called. And so I have issues with that. And I don't know if I'm going to watch the next season because mm. I don't, I'm not interested in watching. Um, I don't like, I don't want, I don't like to watch people be cruel to each other. Yeah. Uh, that makes complete sense to me. The, the the reunion was tough to watch for those reasons. Yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. I I wish it had been handled differently. To be honest, I, yeah. I actually I don't even think I finished. Yeah, I did. I finished, but I fast forwarded. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that makes complete sense. I I will let people live in their mistake and have a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it, interesting how much that uh, show captivated uh, the nation this year. So we will see where that story I know, goes. It's but, fascinating. Yeah. But here's what I wonder, because our nation's been really fascinated lately with this idea of. I don't know, I'm wondering mm -hmm. if conservative religion is really starting to seep into the zeitgeist. Oh, yeah, you don't say. Because, you know what I mean? I mean, we see it in many areas, but even in that kind of area of, I don't know. I mean, I, I have friends all over the world and in Europe, and, you know, sometimes they think the United States can be a bit ridiculous with our views on sex and, um, pun you know, that idea of like being punished for. So it's it's interesting. I, I'm I'm hoping we as a society aren't starting to become more Puritan and puritanical mm. in our views on, um, on what that is, because I think actually also that's a huge step backwards for women. 
Mm, indeed. You know, I had not viewed it that way. And now it's all I'm going to think about all day today. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, think about, I mean, those anchors, yeah. right? The anchors that mm-hmm. were fired from, I don't even know what show it was. Like, also uh, like why are they getting fired? Yeah, GMA, right. GMA. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that, yeah. I, I find it to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. You've given me a lot to think about here. Well, uh, Real- reality television questions stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how it permeates our thoughts and our storytelling. Um, well, it, Jessica, it has been a, a great pleasure to speak with you. By the way, I also want to give kudos to uh, your costume team and your cinematographer and, of course, Michael Shannon, yes. who are also Michael nominated. Shannon. It's Mike's uh, first nomination also, which is amazing because he's had such a career in television. Yeah. And this is his very first time to be recognized for it. Mm, well, congrats to all of you. And uh, I, look, I, I, I'm waiting for whatever's next, Mother's Instinct, whatever it might be. I will be there. Okay. I'll see you after whatever this is done, whenever I'm allowed to see you again. Okay. Well, we've said it. She very likely could win her category for good reason. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. Here's what um, I found so interesting when I asked her about, you know, missing characters. Uh, does she think about any? And she she brought up Celia Foote from The Help. Yeah. Um, I, I was so excited to hear her say that. Uh, would, I don't know, do you, do you think, could we ever do a, we, they, ever <laughs> do something that's just uh, Octavia Spencer and Jessica Chastain? I feel like, I like the fact that it lives in her mind yeah. and that she thinks about it yeah. and um, that, you know, because sometimes when a good show ends, you know, you find yourself thinking about like, oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. for example, we were talking about Succession. Like, is Kendall Roy okay? Like, yeah. is he, he Oh, my okay? gosh, that like, final scene. Yeah, so, what happens? you know, right. I'm going to wonder about that for a while. So I like the fact that there are certain characters that, mm-hmm. you know, stick with her and she thinks about it. I generally feel like don't mess with it unless mm-hmm. there's, you know, a very clear... Um, you know, specific idea yeah. that makes sense. Great but I just, I yeah. love that that is something that she thinks about in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in, you know, that, that she spent the time, like this yeah. character was so important to her that, yeah. that it's, it's lived on in her heart in that way. Yeah. And that relationship that she created with Octavia Spencer, yeah. who I mean, is also just uh, obviously so phenomenal yeah. in that movie. She won an Oscar for it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would watch it. I don't think we have to create it, but yeah, maybe it's, that's just stuff for her to work out yeah. in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's an interesting I mean, I'm thought sure that she wants wrote to a script. Yeah, you know Hollywood would make it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like, are they still roommates? Or do they? Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe she hilarious. really yeah. taught her to cook. Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't have to do the cooking for. Her. Um, and then, gosh, most violent year. I mean, we know her, her working with Oscar Isaac. She's spoken recently on another podcast about how uh, her her close friendship with him changed a bit after scenes from a marriage. Understandably. So yeah, which she kind of briefly uh, alluded to here. She's, she's great. I, I just, I love her so much. And of course, best of luck to her as voting uh, gets underway this week. And we really hope talks get underway again soon between the Alliance of motion picture and television producers and both the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA. The writers were only able to meet about meeting. Right. Ta- right. Let's talk <laughs> about that talking. Yeah. That hadn't gone very well. And, yeah. you know, I, to my knowledge, as of this recording, the there's no talk of uh, SAG sitting down again, yeah. even to talk about talking. Right. So, and here we are, you know, in early August. And so I think even if they somehow manage to go back to the table by fall, 
um, you know, these are thorny issues mm-hmm. and uh, it's not going to be a quick negotiation. No, so not solved overnight. I, I don't see how we're not essentially, especially when you think about, okay, well then you have to get out the deal ratified and then you have to get, you mm-hmm. know, a venue and then you have to get the vendors. Yeah. And then, you know, I feel like we're, we're looking at right. January at least. Yeah. Well, uh, we hope that, uh, Talks about talking happen <laughs> very soon. Yes. Uh, we we want to see everyone happy, but we want to see people fairly paid for their work. We want Correct. to see people's uh, likeness not taken advantage exactly. of. Exactly, we want to see people, people. Yeah. yeah make a fair, yes. and honest living. And mm. you know, I do support. I support you know both unions for what they're yeah. doing, and I you know I understand. And it's it's just. Sometimes uh, you gotta you gotta cause a lot of uh, mm-hmm. grief for a lot of people in order yeah. to get what you need. Yeah, it just takes one CEO, you guys. Yeah, one literally one, one of, of you, you step up, be the hero. Yeah. in the situation, your legacy will be about this, right? Yeah, it, you will be the person to, like that. Everyone will look to and point to and say they saved this for yes. us. They yeah. they they. Made this all right. Anyway, that was a little tangent, our little mm-hmm. soapbox, but that is what it is. Kristen, right. thank you so much this for so uh, for joining me while you're you're here in Los Angeles. It was so fun. I'm glad we got to do it. Likewise. And thanks so much to all of you for listening. If you like what you're hearing here on The Awardist, follow, rate the podcast, and leave us an award-winning review on Apple Podcasts. And to keep the conversation with us going, you can follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials. We're at EW on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. And at (laughs) Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. You can also tag me at Jared Hall. We'll see you back here next week. This episode of The Awardist Podcast is hosted by Jared Hall, produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio, edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening.